So hello, everybody. Welcome back to This Is Coaching, uh, a show where three coaches typically get together and chit-chat. Um, I am Marquise Navarro, one of the hosts. I'm joined by Monica Riva, excuse me, always, every time. And then we have a guest today, uh, Paula Schmidt. She is a good friend of ours. And because our usual coach, Nicolette, is out on maternity leave, if you will, I mean, really can't call it leave because she's not getting paid to do this job. This is, you know, something we do, but she's out with a brand new baby. Um, we've decided to start inviting some coaches in to talk about, well, them uh, and tell us a little bit about what they do. Uh, we kind of surprised Paula with this one, which I'm glad because it's always a, it's always better when you can get an authentic uh, reaction, right? Uh, so mm -hmm. Paula, welcome. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell, us, tell us yeah tell us a little bit about yourself uh yeah I mean my name is Paula we've established that um I work as a uh I call myself a liminal space curator and I'm leaning hard into that as opposed to a coach um but yeah I thought I <laughs> See, this is this this is the thing you want authenticity, and then I don't even know what to say. <laughs> no, and that's that's perfectly like it's perfectly fine. Like, so tell us yeah. what, why you went with and correct me is liminal space curator. Curator, yeah, and yeah. So tell us what what is that exactly? So <clears throat> basically, my sort of I guess style of coaching is very. Um, the focus is very much on the the client and it's client led and I, I what i there was um someone mentioned a really great way to say like what you do and say what you do is what you believe and what i believe is that people know what they need to do and they know what they need and they know what they have to do and so that's sort of my grounding philosophy behind how I do my coaching um uh, so yeah so it's very much I don't know for me when I hear the word coach it feels very it it does sort of conjure up images of a s sort of strict process um which isn't always true for every coach of course but um my process is the client and what the client wants. And so basically I just create the space for them to come in and unpack their own thoughts and their own whatever's going on and go from there and just see what happens. <laughs> no, I like that. So yeah, I, I can, I can see how uh, going away from the term coach would actually probably be beneficial um, mm. because I do get a lot of folks that ask me, and, you know, what does that entail? Does that mean you're going to tell me what to do, blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, well, it's actually the opposite. Um, yeah. You're going to tell me what you're going to do, and I'm going yeah. to hold you accountable for it. Um, yeah. No, definitely. So um, what got you into coaching or something resembling coaching? Something resembling coaching. Yeah. Well, um, it was in 2019. I mean, you know, stereotypical, I've been doing this my entire life, like basically my entire adult life. I've been holding space for people, helping them feel comfortable, helping them sort the, their shit out. Um, but I guess if you want to talk sort of like the official 
quote unquote official thing, it would have been 2019. Um, and I kind of had a, a, one of those fuck everything moments. <laughs> um, and my, yeah, I was working at um, doing IT support at the time. And I had, yeah, it was just, it was, it was a very intense, like week and a half, which just my entire world blew apart. Um, and it really just, it, it was so good. I mean, it was, it was horrible and it was terrible and I don't, wouldn't wish it on anybody, but like, it was, it just, I was like, oh, okay. I need to start getting my shit together and doing what I want to do. And at that point, I didn't know, I didn't even know that coaching was a thing. I mean, I had my own preconceptions. Like if I ever heard the word coach, I thought like Tony Robbins on a stage in a packed stadium, screaming at people. And like, I'm like, well, that's not me. So that's not, uh, clearly I'm not going to be a coach. Like it wasn't even on my radar. It wasn't even on my radar. Um, but I knew that something had to change. And so I started, I just started learning and researching and just trying to find something. And I, I ended up taking a course and the, the course wasn't for coaching, but through that course, I found um, uh, a, a mentor, I would, I would call her a mentor. And then when I started working with her, like one-on-one, -on -one, I found um, Rich Litvin and his book and the course through um, Mind Valley. And I was like, oh, oh, there's another way that you can coach and do this thing. And this is like, oh my God. And it was, it was, you know, Rich always talks about um, this hell yes, like hell yes. It was such a like, oh my fucking God. It was even more than a hell yes. It was like, I have to do this. And yeah, it's just kind of been <laughs> the rest is sort of history from there. So I ended up taking the course and I ended up going to Rich's live, like in-person intensive. Um, and yeah, at the start of 2020, um, well, at the end of 20. 2019 I ended up quitting the IT job and then I started working sort of in an interim job and then I I was like yeah fuck fuck that because it turned out to be not what I needed and then I was like okay all in on coaching and I've been doing that since mid-March last year the week before everything went crazy with COVID so that was crazy, yeah crazy, fun yeah. <laughs> trial by fire but wouldn't have it any other way so and, yeah because uh I want to say like around that time that you started in 2019 and we're going getting started with everything that's probably when you and I were connected through yes uh the, the I think it was was it the Evercoach group or the Mind Valley group I can't remember it was the Evercoach group for the the Rich's course right yeah yeah um yeah yeah, yeah that's how all that of us actually about that time is when all of us actually got together um, yeah because i think we started the mastermind at that you guys started the mastermind and yeah. then i jumped in later but oh awesome so yeah <laughs> it, yeah like it sounds like a, a different uh whirlwind uh experience getting into coaching yeah um, i don't have a 
an extravagant story like that, which is why we're glad we uh, brought you on here. <laughs> um, so yeah. how does how does one get a hold of like how are you getting your, your clients? Are you are you going door to door? Probably not because of COVID. Yeah. You know, putting on like web webinars, what's going on? Yeah. So I mean, all of my clients that I have that I have thus far, I mean, it's only been about a year. Um, it's literally been like the prosperous coach method. And that for anyone who's listening or watching and doesn't know, it's a book that um, Rich Litvin and Steve Chandler wrote. Mm -hmm. And it's talking to people. <laughs> and it works. It's funny. <laughs> but like, um, I, I, off, I talked to people. Um, I just offered support where I could. Um, a couple of my clients, I had requested help because I learned this new technique um, working with metaphors, which is super fun. Yeah, um, that's fun. Yeah, Monica. It's not on me. It's yeah, good. it's great, isn't it? Um, and so when I first started learning this, it's, it's like a technique process using metaphors um, to help a person understand where they're, where they are and how they're experiencing a situation. And when I first started learning it, I'm like, oh my God, I need to practice this. Like I, it was so like, ah, it was like another fuck yeah, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and so I just reached out, I'm in a couple of groups for various things, like not coaching related, um, well, some of them are, some of them aren't, but I just reached out and asked for, for victims basically to <laughs> practice on. <laughs> and then a couple of them turned into clients. And so it's really, um, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. Yeah. Nice. It's so if I recall correctly, when we first met, you were not the extroverted type. You were more of an introvert. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not an extrovert at all. Yeah. I, so not at all. Not at all hearing you say that you actually approach people like even if you know them or not but you're at you throwing yourself out there um like it's, yeah. it goes to show what one coaching can do uh you know both receiving and and giving right mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. so no that's awesome Let, let's let's go back a little bit because monica got really excited about <laughs> the metaphors metaphors yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's 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 peek at that a little bit. Uh, like, give sure. us a little bit more on what that is. Yeah, so it's it's a tool. It's like a process um, that was developed by a man named Andrew Austin. And I love him to death. I love him. He's so cool. Um, and basically, it's. I mean, I can't. I'm. I've done he's got different levels of training and I've done level one and I'm doing level two right now with it. Um, and yeah, it's just the, the whole premise behind it is like, if you think of traditional coaching, it's, it's really very much about um, setting goals or getting from point A to point B or, you know, something like that. Right. And a lot of people know where they want to get to like the point B but it's almost more important to know where point A is. Like, where are you right now? And like what, and I've actually got a, a, a prime example of this because um, 
I lived in Japan for a year and a half, a couple, a long time ago. And um, my first night there, I think, so I had my little map guidebook thingy and I, I went out for a walk, like my first night there. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go for a walk. I'm gonna put myself out there. I'm gonna like, I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna hole up in my little hotel and like not do anything. I'm gonna do this. And so I went out for this walk and I, I, I was exploring and then I, okay, I got tired and then I'm like, okay, I gotta get back home. So I gotta get back to my, to my hostel, which is point B. And so I'm like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> And I'm looking on my map and I'm so sure that I knew where I was. And so I start walking to where I think I need to go to get to the train station to get back to the to back to where I was staying. And I'm walking 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 and nothing is looking familiar. I'm starting to panic because I'm like, I'm in Tokyo. Okay, I'm from a small town in Canada. <laughs> I'm in this massive, massive city. Okay, I've got problems with the crowds in Vancouver. Um. <laughs> nothing like Tokyo um and so I'm like I'm like I'm so fucking I'm so fucking lost right now I'm like I don't know where I am I'm panicking so finally I got up the courage to ask someone for help in my very broken Japanese <laughs> like where's the train station and I asked it was two women and a man and um they kind of looked at the thing and at the map and they're like oh yeah and they, they pointed back the way I had come like so I was and I'm like no 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 I need to go this way and I pointed where I was going because I was so sure I was so sure I knew where I needed to go <laughs> and so they're talking amongst themselves and of course there's a huge language barrier like they can't clarify I can't clarify like there's just there's just all I can say is where's the train station and no this way <laughs> like <laughs> bless them they didn't abandon me but so they're looking at the the map and they're they're talking and and finally they're like, yes, yes. And they, so they start walking with me the way that I had been going. And so I'm like, oh, okay. I'm gonna, finally felt relieved. And, and then we kept walking. And then I see ahead, I, I catch sight of this, a bridge over the train track, like a pedestrian bridge that went over the, the rail, the train track. And I'm like, oh God. And then it hit me and I realized I was on the wrong side of the train track on the map so I was going in completely the wrong direction and like I should have been going back the way I'd come but I was so you got to know where you are <laughs> it, you know I did get there I did get there but it took me twice as long because we had to go back and around and then back up <laughs> on the other side of the track the way that I thought I was going so long story short this metaphor pro Pro process um thing it helps you get um a read on where you actually are in the situation and what I mean when I say that is like how you're experiencing it emotionally mm -hmm. um yeah and it's really powerful it's really cool and really interesting to see what um you know our subconscious minds come up with for how we're experiencing something and it's just can give a lot of insight I think um I know like when I had it done to me had it done to me like I I was taken through the process myself with um from my a previous coach that I had um it, it still sticks with me like I still have the metaphor in my head and I'm like oh this 
this is that thing I can't I gotta <laughs> you know it's like oh so it really really helps with um like awareness and yeah. and understanding is that does that you did it with me as you? well right yeah you, you helped me and when when we did the, did it together uh I didn't know what to vision visualize to start with but then I saw this big ocean and me in a rowboat without yeah. a sail and doing everything on my own and trying to do everything on and that has stuck with me since then as well because it was and you were there you said I'm here in another boat and I'm asking you if you want to jump in or if you want help and I said no I don't want help I have to do it on my own yeah and that has stuck with me ever since that has really given me such an insight Mm. on how I keep trying to do everything on my own and not asking for help and it's not serving me and it's been such uh, a blessing doing this with you so yeah metaphors are great stuff yeah (laughs) that's very cool (laughs) no that sounds amazing it sounds like i may have to jump in and go through a session um yeah you should do you want to do one right now (laughs) (laughs) no i don't (laughs) no i don't (laughs) um so let me ask you this given that uh Keyword that you mentioned was, you know, how you feel emotionally mm. um, about your situation. So, are you are your clients typically men or women? So far, um, it's been women, um, but I have had I have taken some men through the process as well, and mm-hmm. the, it's I mean it's not a gender specific thing. We've all got that sort of unconscious, right. creative, emotional side. So. Um, but and yeah, the ask is because like we mentioned all the time when it comes to like emotions and, and everything, men are stubborn. Uh, <laughs> so my next question was going to be like, is it, is it take a longer time to get them to the point of the realization that you're looking for? No, no? That's good. I don't think so. Because it's not like the, the process itself is not, and it's not a um what's the word it's an exploration mm-hmm. there's no outcome it's just to see where you're at and see what it is there's not sometimes i because i'm i'm in, really interested in it we might do a little bit of analysis or like like well what is you know something at the end of it like that you could do with it mm-hmm. but it's it, it's not about that. It's literally just exploring where you're at in that moment with regards to the situation. So okay. is it okay to use you as an example, Monica? Like, of course. Yeah. Yes. Just use me. <laughs> yeah. Just use me. <laughs> so like with Monica, she was on like this huge ocean with a small rowboat, like, and, and if I recall correctly, you had a, a mast, but the sail was down sail on, was down yeah it was sail was down and and so you were rowing and like doing all this hard work like you know it's it's really just exploring the exploring the landscape and exploring what happens when you move in the landscape and I think that's really the key part because it's I mean even if you just go the traditional coaching methods quote unquote it's just one step you just but then you, then you take it from there right afterwards that's where well, you, you that's do when, when yeah do. yeah that's what yeah you you know what what to do or how to react afterwards now that you know yeah yeah 
it's it's hard to explain it's the thing that ca- you kind of have to experience it I don't know but it's it shows the power of just taking one step making one change making you know that it's not any see this this is something that I've been kind of exploring with um the other sort of marketing stuff that I've been doing but it's like any decision that we make any action that we take is the right action even if it might not produce the results that we think that we want or need you know um because there will be a lesson in there that you need to learn (laughs) whatever that whatever that is even if it's like I don't want to do this or that's not what I want or you know knowing what you don't want is just as powerful as knowing what you do want so that is true um so it sounds like in a way you're taking you're you're taking some of the fear out of maybe taking the first step Mm. Um, take you know uh, unclouding a person's thought about something. That's what it seems like to me. So potentially, yeah, yeah. it depends on the situation and the metaphor, but yeah. Yeah. Now, are you, are your clients using this for like more professional means or is it kind of just all over the gambit, personal, professional, you know, love life and all that mm. stuff? I think it's kind of, see this is this is the the problem where I get into it because it's it's really just what the client needs in the moment so um you know sometimes we might work on professional stuff sometimes we might work on family stuff sometimes we might work on um you know relationships or even just like (laughs) um you know just anything it's it's really it's what the client needs in that moment. Um, okay. I can give some examples, maybe. I don't know if that would be helpful. I, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to, I, no. I hate, I hate, I hate slamming it down or like, because then it's like, oh, yeah, but then there's like all these other exceptions. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think yeah. we all know that when it comes to like coaching, the client will come in saying one thing. Mm. and saying I need help in this area and then as you go through the process of whichever style you're using it ends mm. up being something completely different yeah um, so yeah no I understand that I, I work with uh, somebody like that it was a, a professional thing but at the end of the day it wasn't it was more of a personal yeah um, thing in life in general yeah so no I get it um hard to pinpoint some folks work in fields in the coaching world that they just focus on like businessmen or businesswomen or you know uh entrepreneurs ceos Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that and having a a niche or niche like depends on where you're from i I don't know you know having a specific uh style that actually can be branched out to all sorts of genres of people. It's mm-hmm. actually really good. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I found that like, there seems to be a pattern with the clients that I'm, I'm attracting in and they're very, um, <laughs> they're very like interested in ideas and, and learning and taking in information and trying to figure stuff out. And I think that, I mean, I don't have a very big data set just yet, but like, it seems to be a pattern that it's like people who need help or who need, um, 
to reconnect with their themselves mm -hmm. in some way, like whatever that might look like. Cause it, it seems like no matter what the issue is, there's a deeper, I don't know, mistrust or like, it depends on the person, but like a mistrust in themselves and what they know. Um, and so it's been really interesting working with, with people on that, like kind of like, I guess, trusting your intuition mm -hmm. is one way you could put it or like connecting with your own, like, like I said before, like I, people know what they need to do. I, right. I fully believe that even if they think that they don't, they, they might need help clearing out the shit to get to the voice, you know, like that's, that's been a huge thing, a huge sort of theme in, in the coaching as well. Yeah. But um, so it's, yeah, I don't know, reconnecting with your, your, your heart, your intuition, like what, I don't know, it's, it sounds very woo, but like, you know, it seems to be like that, some, something like that. I don't know, something. Like yeah, because that. we go on with living life, most people go on living life, just doing, doing, doing whatever they mm -hmm. think they need to do. And nobody really questions why. So that's where yeah. a good coach comes in, right? And can yeah. really dive in and understand what's underneath it and yeah. where you are self-sabotaging and what you're doing wrong and how to get on a path that is more constructive and better for you in 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 all ways and of, of life and i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge you on that because i with the learning that i've been doing there's no such thing as self-sabotage mm. No, but keep doing the same thing. Like I keep, yeah, but example, there's no, it's getting, not... back the, getting back to the rowboat, me yeah. rowing. Now I know. So now yeah. I can do it differently, but not yeah. knowing, I would just keep on rowing and trying to figure out everything on my own. Because mm -hmm. there was a lesson there. The right place. So there was a huge lesson there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not self-sabotage. Do you see no, that you needed to say yeah, it wrong? Yeah. Yeah. But you needed to learn that lesson. Right. of the grind and trying on your own your own your own and until the pain of that gets too much I mean some people don't don't learn and that's that's okay too like that's that's their choice that's their that's their their life you know that's okay but if the pain of trying so hard to like rowing the god I can't believe I can't imagine how tiring that would be but like doing it all on your own there will there might come a point where you see that having support or having someone with you or having someone walk beside you or having someone do X, Y, Z for your business. I mean, maybe that's what you need. And so it's not, it might, it, you know, it's like, I need to go in this direction, <laughs> yeah. but maybe, maybe, but maybe the, the, you know, the, the station's back there, but you need to take the long way around. So it's, it's not self-sabotage, but there's lessons in that. Right. Yeah there's lessons in, in being forced to take the long way around. Um, hmm. So it's not, and I think that there's a lot of conflict inside of people. Like, you know, there's, you know, there's a part of me that wants to eat healthy. And then there's a part of me that wants <laughs> all the cookies and cake and everything. And I mean, neither part is wrong really, but what do you want moving forward and how do you, you know, integrate those two without shitting on yourself, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's the big thing is, um, you know, even the, the voice in your head, I don't know if you guys have the same thing, probably do. That's like, you know, oh, you're such a fucking idiot. Why'd you just say that? Like, you know, what, what are you doing? Like the, 
the negative quote unquote self-talk, it has a positive intention for you. It's trying to keep you safe from something like, like when I'm shitting on myself, even just saying this right now, I'm like, Oh God, shut up, Paula. Like, you're just such an idiot. Like God, just shut up. But I'm trying to, to keep myself safe from embarrassment or from losing clients or from losing your respect. Like it's, it's not, um, it's not a, it's not self-sabotage. It's, it's trying to keep myself safe and understanding that. And it's like, um, <laughs> to use a metaphor, it's like a, a horse-drawn carriage. If mm-hmm. you can picture that in your mind, six horses, let's say four horses, whatever, however many horses there are, if they're all pulling in different directions, I mean, that's going to suck. It sucks, right. but you can get them in alignment to move forward, you know, depending on what you want to do. So it's, it's understanding that even though, you know, my, my mind is like, you're an idiot. It's like, okay, yeah, I get it. Please don't call me that. But like, I can't shit on myself for calling myself an idiot because then I'm just calling myself an idiot for calling myself an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) How to break the cycle, you know? So it's not self-sabotage. I, I, that's kind of one thing I know I'm being a little forceful on it, but like, that's kind of one thing that I've been really digging into is it's not, there's no self-sabotage. There's no wrong decision. There's always a lesson to have been learned. Um, yeah, but that's also where coaches come in because we yeah. come in as we don't try to uh, mend people. I mean, people mm. are perfect just as they are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just holding space and challenging people's assumptions and asking them questions and getting them to really dig into that belief, whatever it is that they hold, and to see if it's if it holds water or not. So, you know, it's... I forgot what we were talking about. I went off on a tangent and I'm going to shut it. (laughs) No, I like, like you, you had a a lot of good points there. I like the, uh, going away from calling it self-sabotage. I like that. Um, Because you are correct that in life, the decisions that we make do have consequences and those Mm -hmm. consequences have lessons. Um, And some Mm -hmm. of them are great. Some of them, well, all lessons are great because you learn something. Um, but it's a matter of how resilient you are with yeah. the bad consequences. Yes. Um, and with the proper coach or mentor or family, depends, right? Because um, sometimes it can be all in one, um, in yeah. my opinion. Um, but with the proper coach and guidance, like you can pull through anything. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do want to caveat that, caveat, caveat this because I, I can hear people, <laughs> what about this? What about that? Um, and, and I hear you because it, the, my Japan story, mm-hmm. when I went to Japan, um, I actually, I had a, a breakdown when I was there mm-hmm. and I had to come home because of that. And it took me 10 years to get over that. So it's not, I mean, I'm not saying that you should get over something like that if it's really right. a difficult situation. Like if you went through hell and back, um, you know, it's not, I'm not saying that, you know, you should get over something or not. It's because it's fucking hard. It can be really fucking hard. Um, and I've been through that, mm-hmm. you know, I, 
losing 10 years of your life is nothing to fucking shit on at all. So like, it's not, um, yeah, I I just don't want to, I don't want to be dismissive of people's pain and what they've been through and that sort of thing. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to really reiterate that. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's another thing that, so we mentioned on a regular basis, typically coaches do what they do because they've been there and experienced it most likely, Um, you know, like, and I think we all tend to coach based on our past experiences, Mm. you know, Um, like that's, and we all have different methods of coaching um, and we enjoy different methods of coaching and You know, I think that's important, which is another reason why we wanted to start bringing other coaches on um, nice. to talk about what they do, who they're working with, um, and to let folks in our audience know, hey, it's not, you know, just one size fits all. It's, hey, there's a shit ton of coaches out there mm. that do different things for different people. Um, yeah. And I think it's also important to know that coaches realize these good coaches will realize when they can't coach somebody um so another reason why you need to have so many good friends like i do that are coaches um because i you know i've i've actually uh, referred folks to other people because i couldn't help them like Mm. this isn't my area um i'm not equipped to get you through this Um, but i know somebody who can't and I'm like, here's their phone number. Give them a call. Tell them I said hello. Um, yes. You know, so no, I, and I, yeah, it's very important. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. So to kind of wrap this up a little bit, uh, do you have a website? Uh, I do. Um, PaulaSchmidt.ca. So go ahead and spell that for the people that probably oh, aren't yeah. going to see this. So it's you, like read it. Did you to listen? <laughs> it's P A U L A. S-C-H-M-I-D-T dot C-A. Awesome. Um, and what about your social media? Your socials? What do we got My there? socials. Yeah, I'm on, mostly I'm on Facebook. I do have Instagram and LinkedIn, I think. Okay. <laughs> I'm never on there, but I think I'm there. But yeah, connect with me on Facebook. I prefer that. Don't ask awesome. me what the Facebook thing is. Uh, it's linked on my website, which I gave okay. you. So you can find it there. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, I want to thank you for joining us today. I didn't want to take up all of your day, but um, it's, again, really important that people hear from other coaches other than myself, Monica, and Nicolette. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks. Monica, anything? No, that's fun. wonderful. And uh, yeah, and uh, go and check her out. Paul is really a great coach. Nice. Thanks, guys. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Thank you. (laughs) And as usual, you know, uh, if you guys have any questions, any comments, concerns, you guys want to jump on an actual coaching session, um, you can go uh, email us at thisiscoachingshow at gmail.com. Hit us up or leave a comment in the video on YouTube or hit us up on Anchor. (laughs) Until next time. Thanks, guys.